Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17 to 18. I'm trusting God that God will talk to us before we leave this place. Amen. In the book of Nehemiah, we get to know that this was one profound prophet of God. And the book of Nehemiah said, the verse number 17 to 18, And then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lie waste, and its gates are bent with fire. Come and say with fire. It said, Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of the Lord God, which had been good unto me, and also of the king's words that he has spoken to me. So they said, Let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. Amen. I know you know that this year our theme is Arise and War. Let us build. It's arise and war. And let us build. It's, it's mandated that things that are built doesn't just happen. They happen because somebody builds them. Praise the Lord. So everything you need in your life that need to be built, you need to build them. You have to consciously come to the place of realization that you need to build it. If you want to encounter greatness in your life you need to build something you need to build your business you need to build your marriage you need to build your education capacity you need to build for you to encounter greatness hallelujah one of the most prominent stories in the bible which deals with the idea of building is the story of nehemiah um which is more of Nehemiah told in the book of Nehemiah, carried, uh, which carries his name. But one of the things you have to understand is that the Bible talk about Nehemiah being in the king's palace. And the Bible said that one time in the chapter 1, uh, the Bible talk about the fact that Nehemiah come, came before the king. And when he came to serve why, the Bible said that his countenance was really not pleasant uh, we are told in Nehemiah that he was a cup bearer when we we talk about cup bearer we are referring to the significant it's a significant position uh, in any ancient royal court the cup bearer is an individual who is like the bodyguard he makes sure that nothing goes to the king that is not really acceptable so if Nehemiah if, the, if anybody before you go to the king, you have to go through Nehemiah. Praise the Lord. Before, I, I, I enjoy, I would love to be, have such a privilege to be a cup bearer. Because before the king tastes any food, you have to taste it first. And your, your quality, what word will I have to use here? Your acceptance of the food becomes the acceptance of the king's food. So if you try, Nehemiah tries your food and is, he feels the king cannot taste it, as doesn't taste nice, then it means that the king will not taste your food. So Nehemiah was really in a very prominent position, praise the Lord. 
The Bible said that he had never been sad before in the presence of the king. And the presence of the king, you don't, you don't just... Even the Bible talk about in the time of Esther and in the time in the old time, you have had many stories, Mordecai and all those ones, and uh, you hear about the king and the king, and you just don't go before the king, praise God. And this particular time, anytime you go before the king, you don't just, you can't be before the king. When the king allow you into his presence, there is a kind of character or there is a kind of atmosphere that you have to carry and one of the presents you have to get is to be excited when you get before the king praise the lord and the bible said that nehemiah as most often he has he he shouldn't even be sad before the presence of the king praise the lord as true in the court of many ancient kings it was forbidden to be sad in the presence of the of the king and the idea was that the king was such a wonderful person that merely being in the presence of that of the king was supposed to make you forget all your problems i am going to dwell on this partially because i want you to understand that when you come before the king you have to forget all your problems praise the lord because when you when you carry that the right climate, the right presence, it causes you to encounter greatness by the by the fact that you related properly in the presence of the king. Before our God, who is the King of King and the Lord of Lords, sometimes when we come before God, we want to come in a very sad countenance. We want to come as if all hell has broken loose on us. But I want you to know that when you come before the King of King and the Lord of Lords, I want you to put all your troubles and your worries aside. And I want you to know for he cares for you. In Psalm 16 verse 11, it said, You will show me the path of, of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I know that maybe you are sick in this place. Maybe you are not feeling well. Maybe there is something bothering you. But when you come in the presence of God, I want you to understand that you must carry the joy of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I like it when they say the joy of the Lord is your strength. In Psalm 100 verse 4, it said that enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. It said be thankful unto him and bless his name. Praise the Lord. When you come into his presence, I want to plead with you. You have to make sure that you are carrying the... the the, 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 your facial appearance, your inner appearance must carry the weight that you know the God you are approaching. Praise the Lord. And I believe that anybody who came here with any trouble, anything bothering you, troubling you, I pray that God will take it off your life in the name of Jesus. The Bible said Nehemiah was in the presence of the king and the bible said that his countenance was really bad because it said that the walls of jerusalem has been bent now he says that king i am i am really sad because the walls are down tell your neighbor the walls are down 
I had the Minister Mary who, when she was leading the, the prayer times, she said that sometimes we have become a reproach. And that was what was happening to the people, the children of Israel. They have come to a place of reproach. They are asking, where is their God? Have you been to a place where you begin to ask yourself and say that, where is my God? When people begin to ask you, I thought that you said you were coming, you were going into this business. You said you were going to this school. You said you were pursuing this particular course because you know that this is what will make you great and you have finished the course and you don't even have a job you said this is the marriage God wants you to be in and now you are in that marriage and it look like all hell has broken loose and everybody is asking the question where is your God hallelujah the Bible said they have become a reproach. Sometimes it is easier for you to go through storms without hearing the things you don't want to hear hallelujah sometimes the difficulty is not even what you go through but the things you hear when you are going through what you are going through the bible said that the walls of jerusalem were down praise the lord and i just want to share with you one of the things that really pricked my heart and i just want to share with you then we go in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17 the bible said and i said to them you will see you see the distress that we are in there is somebody under the sound of my voice you may be in a distress but i came here with the word of god to make you know that that distress will not take over your whole being and it may be in your presence but as i pray with you and as you hear the word of god your future will terminate it in the name of jesus Oh, you didn't understand what I'm talking about. There are times your presence is so, the present situation you find yourself in cannot be comprehended for you to even think that your future can have a better future than your present. But I came with the voice of God to tell somebody under the sound of my voice that even though your situation may not be pleasant now, God said I should tell you your future shall be better in the name of Jesus. He said, though your beginning may be little, maybe your beginning is insignificant, but he said, I should tell you, your ending shall be better than your beginning. He said that we have become a reproach. Now the Bible said, he said we have become what? A reproach. Now the Bible said when the walls were down, when things were not going on, the way Nehemiah expected them to go, the Bible said the walls were burnt with fire. I told you in previous preaching, I said we have what we call physical reaction. And I said a physical reaction is a reaction that can be reversible. But in chemical reaction is a kind of reaction that is irreversible. A physical reaction is changing a, solid, a liquid to a, ga, a, a gas or changing what I call changing ice, changing liquid to a solid. Like ice block, water changing into water, into ice block. You can use heat to reverse the reaction. But the Bible said the walls have been bent with fire. When something is bent with fire, it is a sign of hopelessness. It is a sign of you cannot recover it back. It is finished. Uh, I don't know whether you've ever been in a situation where something was burning before. But I happen to be in a place where I saw a building burning. And sometimes when the fire brigaders come, 
you wonder why they are there because it looked like they, they just want to prevent it from going to the next house than preventing what is burning in your house everything came down completely and there was nothing that could be touched why because there was fire the bible said everything has been burnt and i know somebody sitting under the sound of my voice there are things going on in your life that look as if fire have painted but i'm here to tell you if a, if a, if a, if what we call a chemical reaction or, or that kind of reaction may be impossible for men to reverse it but with god all things can be reversed oh you didn't hear what i said i said with god all things can be reversed in the mighty name of jesus and god is getting ready to reverse that situation in your life because it is not the conclusion of that matter in the name of jesus in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse the number 4 to 5 the bible said the first thing Nehemiah did when the walls were down he didn't have to rush and build the walls and often times they're not that is what we do when things are not going right the way we expect them, we begin, we want to take a step to make, to rectify it. We want to take a step to amend it. Sometimes the best way of solving a problem is not to solve the problem first. The Bible said, the king said to me, what is it? He said, what is it you want? Then I, I warned, I prayed to the God of heaven and I he what he answered me he said what he said the king said to me what do you want the Bible said he didn't say anything to the king the Bible said he first did what he prayed to God of heaven why was he praying to God of heaven the first thing you do to recover the first thing you do to build what God wants you to build is not, let me reframe it. The first thing you do to build is not starting to build. The first thing you do is to know the mind of God. Say to your neighbor, knowing what God, the Bible said the walls was down. The first thing Nehemiah did was knowing what God was saying about the walls. These walls, are they supposed to be built again? Are they supposed to be left the way they are? The Bible says he's first seek the face of God and say, Lord, what should I do about the situation? Praise the Lord. Sometimes we are in the haste to move. The Bible said Naomi, Naomi was in the place where there was farming. She didn't ask the face of God and say, God, do you want me to move or not? The Bible says she moved straight away to a land that killed the wife, killed the children. She came empty. And sometimes most of us have taken step without knowing the mind of God about it. Praise the Lord. So the first thing I do is to know the mind of God. Tell your neighbor, know the mind of God. I remember I have been refused several times in things. I told you many years ago, I applied for a, a particular job seven times. I was refused seven times. But the more they refused me, the more I keep on applying. The last time I got the job was, uh, and I remember that I applied for the job and they didn't call me for interview, but an agency sent my document to the school and they wrote back to me to invite me for an interview. 
And I said to myself, why would you go through somebody when I'm giving myself to you to work in your school? Because as you go through an agency, you have to pay the agency a huge sum of money. But unfortunately, I applied for the right job with a different application form. Then later on, they got to know that, oh, he's here already. Why would we go through somewhere and pay? Sometimes rejection is not a sign that God doesn't want you to go through with what you are doing. But sometimes it's a matter of time. I got the job, why? Because I persist. And when I persist, at the right time, God opened the door. So sometimes rejection is not a sign that God is not with you. Sometimes rejection is a sign that God is with you. Hallelujah. Have you been in a situation where you wanted to marry a particular woman? And later on, or a particular man. And later on, you got to know that when God gave you the husband you are looking for. When God gave you that man, you look back and you say, I am so glad I didn't marry that woman. I am so glad I didn't marry the first wife, the first woman. Praise the Lord. But as you are going through that rejection, some of you have not experienced broken heart before. I remember when I was in university, I had, my first girlfriend left me in university. She dumped me after three months. And it looked like all hell has broken loose. That was when I got to know that there are things you can think about without thinking about them. They are in your mind already. Praise the Lord. Most of the time, God, what is God saying? Don't ever take a step without knowing what God is saying about first. It may look good, but is that what God is saying? Praise the Lord. Don't ever take a step in life without knowing the mind of God concerning that step. Even sometimes there are people you don't give to, even though they are in need. I know it's too controversial. Hallelujah. Because they are setting, they are haven't you ever realized that somebody gave somebody a lift and the person stole the car of the person who gave the lift? There are times that things may look good, but they are not right. I pray that you'll be sensitive in the name of Jesus. I want to share with you how will I uh, let me say something to you I want to beg somebody under the sound of my voice I was talking to a, a minister a few days ago and I said most of us Christians before we became Christians what this is what happened we heard about the life of Christians outside church so we were standing outside church and we saw that this is the way Christians behave this is the way they do things. This is the way they do things. So we had Christianity from the worldly people. We had, we had it from outside church. Okay? Now we become Christians. We are living our life in the church as we had it from outside. How do I explain it? How many of you have ever taken reason to know why you even come to church? You came to church because you heard from outside, outside the church, that Christians go to church. But you have not found out why must I be in church. Think about it. Some of you come to church and give your offering. But you have not realized and find out from the church, inside the church, why you give your offering. Some of you have been told that some Christians serve in the house of God. And when you are outside church, 
But when you are in the church, did you find out why you must serve in the house of God? You didn't find out. And that is why you easily back out of the things you are doing because you don't know why. Praise the Lord. Some of you got yourself into, you heard about marriage outside the church. Now you are married and you are living your life according to the dictatorship of the worldly people. Have you found out why you are in the church? <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you ever found out talking to a Christian? And a Christian will tell you that the Bible said that a man is higher than the woman. How many have heard that before? You are looking at me like you don't want to lift your hand like you know. I have I have heard many Christians say that men are higher than women. Have you have you, heard, have you not heard it before? Men are the head of the woman. The Bible never said that the man is the, is higher than the woman. The Bible said that the man is the head of the wife. Praise the Lord. Then the Bible said that. The Bible said a man shall leave his father and mother and can, will cleave to the world, to the wife, and they will become what? One. Then when they become one, he begins to explain some spiritual responsibility. How did he explain it? He said the man is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Are you with me? So he explained that and he's not saying that because you are the head, it is more of a, a responsibility than a positional role. It's a responsibility. Ask a question like Jesus and God the Father, who is who is who, who is higher? Who is bigger? Isn't God the Father bigger than God the Son, or God the Son is bigger than God the Father? Which one is higher? Who, who, who is who is who is the who is who is, who is bigger? They are one. There is no, it's more of a responsibility. It's a responsibility. But most of us don't want to walk in the responsibility. We just want to occupy in that place. Praise the Lord. Now, how do I get to know what God is saying? Number one, I get to know what God is saying by reading the word of God. I get to know the mind of God concerning every situation by reading the word of God. It is so surprising that most of us don't spend time with the Bible. We know so much about why we must study the Bible, but we do so little about it. The Bible said in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5, it says, set it to show thyself approved unto God. Why must I study? I show myself approved unto all, unto God. My approval is dependent upon my ability to know the mind of God by studying the word of God. Praise the Lord. The first point of reference is set it to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Praise the Lord. How much time do you spend with the word of God? You, you Listen, believe me. You can't build anything in life for it to be great without knowing what God is saying. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like it when Joshua was being spoken to. 
The Bible said in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. He said this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. It is not that keep it in your pocket. No. It is keep it in your mouth. Knowing what is said. Let it be in your belly. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I said Joshua I want to do greatness with you. I want to build so much with you. I want to build your marriage. I want to build your finances. I want to do so much with you. But I can't do much with you until this book of the law not depart. Praise God. It's a bad house. I meditate upon it day in, day in night. And thus thou mayest observe to do. You cannot do when you don't know what is in. Thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, for, for what? For what? For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And thou shalt have what? Good success. Good success come by, we Christians, our good success come by what? Knowing the word of God. Hallelujah. It is a shame that when you give birth to a child and you are a Christian, what you should do is find reason and how your child should behave as a mother and as a father. How your child should behave and teach your child these ways. And the Bible says that when they grow, they will not depart from it. Hallelujah. I came across something in Jeremiah this week that really made me so excited. The Bible said in the book of Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16, it said, thy word were found. You have to find it. It doesn't come to you. You have to find it. It said, thy word were found. And I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Come on somebody, you have to find. And when you begin to know, no weapon that fashion against you shall prosper because you know what God is saying. Oh, you don't understand this. I was talking to a pastor friend who did an application to the home office. He said, I've applied for the application. I'm applying for my indefinite. I've applied for it. Now, whenever I want, it's time for me to apply. But I want to hear what God is saying. I want to know. And the revelation came. And when he had the revelation, God said, I've given it to you. By virtue of that, he's rest assured. He knows what God is saying. Praise the Lord. In Acts chapter 17, verse 11, it said, These were more nobles. Than those in Thessalonica, the Jews, in that they received the word of God with all readiness of mind and said the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Brothers, when you had heard, do you know the number of times I spent a particular video that is like two hours? I listened to it like about 10 hours. I listened to it, and I, the more I listened to it, the more I hear things I didn't hear the first time I listened to them. You want to be successful, you must spend time with God. The olden days Christians spend, they know what we call daily devotion. They know how to study the word. This generation, we don't have time. Let me say this to you. You cannot have the benefit of a full-time God and be a part-time Christian. Tell your neighbor, be a full-time Christian. That you enjoy the full-time God. Hallelujah. I don't have time. Let me. I don't have time. Let me just go through this. Hallelujah. 
Now I talk about giving in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 28. It said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. We like this is when I heard about this scripture, it really provoked my spirit. It said that it said, Good measure, uh, running over. Will I uh, will be put into your bosom? For with the same measure that you use, it shall be measured unto you. The Bible talks about it said, It's a give, it shall be given unto you. Present shaking together, running over. Will I cause men to give unto your bosom? So anytime I give, I begin to provoke the spirit realm for men to be ready to give to me. If it's a revelation, you have to know. Anytime I'm broke and I need some financial breakthrough, I need certain doors to be open. I have to that same measure out of my limitless pro- provision. I have been able to supply the need of somebody. It is a sign that I want to tap into the realm of them that have got limited supply. Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't have time because of time. The second thing I need to do is that how do I hear the voice of God? How do I know what God is saying? Number two, I get to know that by hearing the voice of God, what we call still small voice. Say still small voice. Say still small voice. The Bible talks about still small voice in first, first Kings chapter 19, verse 13 to uh, first Kings chapter 19, verse 11 to 13. The Bible said that he said, Go forth and stand unto the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and a strong wind rent the mountain and break in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle. And went out and stood in the in the entrance, in the ent- in the entering in the in the cave. And the Bible said, Behold, there came a voice unto me and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? Precious one, most of you here you don't hear anything. One of the requirements for a believer, the Bible said, My sheep hears my voice. When you become a Christian, one of the things you have to learn is to know how to hear the voice of God. How can you be a Christian for seven years and you can't hear the voice of God? What would you build in your life? Praise the Lord. We have become too fake. Quick fix. Precious one. The people of God who understand the things of God, they can hear the voice of God. With because of our lack of hearing the voice of God, our children are going wayward. They are certain friends of your children. When you see them, the Lord speaks to you and says, This one, don't let your child walk with this one. Have you forgotten about the olden days when our parents could tell us which friends to walk with and which one not to walk with? They knew it by the ability of discernment. Praise the Lord. These are things when you hear. I remember I heard that the God I serve can talk to men. I began to go on the fast. I began to seek the face of God. I said, God, let me hear your voice. It is my mandate, my right to hear your voice. He said, my sheep, as I follow him. I like it when David, David said something in the book of Psalm 23. He was talking. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. How will he make you to lie down when you can't hear his voice? 
Hearing the voice of God, when you become a Christian, it is a course you have to take. Hallelujah. I like it in the fourth one. The Bible talks about dreams and visions. Say dreams and visions. We have so many Christians who dream. I remember there was a lady who had a dream. Who had a dream? And immediately she narrated a dream. I said, how was, your, how was your room when you had this dream? Do you know that the, the, the cleanliness of your room can influence your dreams? When the things are scattered in your house, you can't have good dreams. Ah, you don't know. Haven't you realized when you become spiritual, you do more cleaning in your house? Praise the Lord. You must dream. The Bible said in the book of Jewel chapter 2 verse 28. It is our right according to the presence of the Holy Ghost. It said you shall receive the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, it said you will have dreams. Your young men shall what? Shall see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Now all of us, young ones are even dreaming more than old ones. Praise the Lord. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 27. But whilst... He taught on these things. Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, get up and move with the, with the boy. Most of you, God has spoken to you in a dream, but you don't understand it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> what is God saying about my situation? Don't rush to take a step without knowing what God is saying. Don't go into a business without knowing what God is saying. If you cannot know what God is saying, consult things, systems around you that will make you hear something. The reason why most of us are struggling, we want to, everybody has become so secretive. I can do it, I can do it. Listen, you don't take a step without God. There are things I take step of. Sometimes if you cannot hear from God, let your spiritual fathers, let your pastor, let your leadership begin to pray for you. There are most of the time, it is more difficult sometimes. You, the one going through the situation, you will not know how to hear. You can't even hear if God speaks to you. You are so intoxicated in it, especially when you are in love and you want God to talk to you and tell you that don't marry this one. Your mind is flying. You are dangling in love. You want to marry this one. You want to. God must speak to you and you must hear the voice of God. Go or not. Praise the Lord. There are many things I've done in my life that God told me through people. I told you about Brother Edward. I said, Brother Edward, I'm going to do a business. Can you please help me to pray? He looked at it. Sometimes the people God will talk to are your elders. You, we are in the church. We are not using our elders at all. There are certain wisdoms. That wisdom that is in the heart of the elders. When God wants to bless your home, he will bless you with elderly people. I said, Brother Edward, can I? He looked at it with his, with, with his mental faculty. According to the businesses he's done. He looked at the whole business and said, this one, it's good. You can do the business. I said, thank you, Brother Edward. I will do the business. Around 4.30, he said, I went to sleep. I was restless. The Lord spoke to me. He said, don't do it. Eh. When you look at it with the mind of men, it was okay. But when God came and looked at it with the same, when you use the eyes of God to look at it, he said, don't do it. 
it is not all things that are pleasant that are acceptable praise the lord i know a certain lady many years ago there was a gentleman who had money hey some people have money but some people are money praise the lord this man was loaded talk about cars he will buy you a car this lady find this man and was walking around the man and walking he didn't seek the face of god concerning this man he got into marriage he got impregnated by this woman by this man straight after three years or four years the man was stealing from wherever he was working he was arrested and he lost everything this woman was left alone to raise this child precious one if you know the mind of god don't take a step without god don't take a step without god because in the world in which we find ourselves there are there are wolves coming with sheep clothing they are very difficult to, to detect praise the lord i want to beg you you have to be able to see you have to be able to say god open my eyes i remember when i was praying when i became a pastor i lay hands on i put my hand i, I, I will put my hands on my eye like this and pray for about 30 minutes on my eye open my eyes open my eyes oh god open my eyes then touch my ears open my ears open my ears open my ears open my nose open. there are times i enter into a place and i can use my nose to detest that that place is not for me to be just smelling things praise the lord your nose even the way you smell things i was talking to a lady on the phone and i said hmm wait 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 wait. why do you have garlic all over the place you are she was coming garlic where she was i said what i was not in a household i said why is garlic smelling in your house like this he said i'm chopping garlic how did you know i said don't worry it's okay hallelujah you have to, as a christian if you want to build anything in your life you have to study about what do i need to go into it or not and who will give you that mandate let's go praise the lord i don't have time here let me just talk to you i want to beg somebody it's about time to know it's about time to build we are in the year of building there are things that may look nice today but tomorrow they will not be nice and the only way you can find out is to know the mind of god concerning it most of you even go to churches you don't even know what god is saying about the church why you are in the church praise the lord and there are times god will place haven't you ever found out in the bible let me have the communion please there are times in our life in the bible when moses was called he said i'm not good enough when jeremiah was called he said i'm not good enough when gideon was called he said i was not good enough until god told them who they were they were not good enough what is god saying about you i like it when i have the old testament mothers like my mother who could hold me in the room and hold my hands and, and pray into my life and detect my future from a single room and I go outside and I encounter change <laughs> you want your children to walk in uprightness you have to hold them and begin to know what God is saying about them in your bedroom and begin to command into them 
Is it Minister o o Emmanuel who sent this video? The video about who? The, the boy. That the mother is who was that? You have to remind me. You send that one. You 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 listen. Well, who was that? Who was that? Thomas Edison. He's a scientist, isn't he? He has done so much, Thomas Edison. According to the story, the story brother, brother Emmanuel, Emmanuel sent to me. He said, This boy was so troublesome in school. They said they can't take care of him again. They wrote to the parent. They said, Hey, he's not good enough. He's causing too much trouble here. From to find another school for the child. The boy got to know the mom was reading that letter. He said, Mommy, what was said by the school? He said, The school said you are too clever to be in that school. So they said, You are too clever. You should stay home so that we take care of you. The boy was happy. If the boy was told that, they said, so after many years, the boy saw the envelope or the letter that was sent to the mom. Just for him to discover that they said, you are too useless to be in the school. But if the boy has had that uselessness when he was a child, it would have dawned on the child forever. The mom said, no, what they are saying is wrong. I am professing to you what I know from God. And he became one of the greatest scientists. Why? Because somebody knew the mind of God. You must know the mind of God. You must know the mind of God. About your children. About your husband. You don't just leave your husband. You have to know the mind of God concerning your husband. You must know the mind of God concerning your wife. You must know the mind of God concerning whatever you want to build in your life. So that the time will come when you feel like backing out. That the consolation of what you had comforts you and gives you the momentum to strive after it. As if it was easy, but because of what you have heard from God. The reason why Jesus died on the cross was because of what he heard from God. I pray to you today that you will hear the things you need to hear. To build whatever has been broken down in your life. It could be your finances. It could be your marriage. It could be your family. I pray that the strength of God will come over your life. To build by knowledge. By kononia. By the fellowship of God. Epignosis. The knowledge of God. That causes one to strive. Will come upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout a big amen. Come on tell your neighbor I'm going to build. But I want to know what God is saying about it. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody shout.